Welcome to Art Talks. I'm your host, Richard Codd, and I want to thank you for joining us here today on KZMU for another discussion about art here in Moab and Utah. Today's show is coming to you live from KZMU studio, high atop Rocky Road. On today's show, we'll be talking about sculpture and the Moab Art Trails program with its co-founders, Christy Williams Dunton (laughs) and her husband, Michael Ford. Dunton. And then we'll also hear from Nate Johansson, an artist and fabricator at the Metal Arts Foundry in Lehigh, Utah, about the work they do at the foundry to create sculptures in bronze and steel and other materials. But first up, we'll talk with Christy and Michael. Welcome to Art Talks. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for having us, Richard. So I, I started thinking about sculpture. Well, my daughter has her undergraduate degree is in sculpture. Oh, really? So I've always had a little interest in it. And as I, you know, here in Moab, with this, all the street sculptures that we have around town, and I know we have the Art Trails program, but what I'd like to do, do is, for our listeners, is tell us how that program got started and... Um, where it's going in the future. So, beautiful. Welcome. It's a wonderful story, and actually. Tell me, and, and first, tell me, yeah, let's tell us a little bit about yourself, Christy and, and Michael, so our listeners know your backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm sure most of the listeners have heard it before. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you go it, first. Uh, you were here I first. Can, you got here first. I, so you I was go here first, first right? Uh, so, it, I can make it brief and say that I've been here for. Uh, four decades, <laughs> and came uh, just right out of uh, school at Utah State University, mm-hmm. uh, working in mass communications, and got uh, to work right away in radio. It was then KURA, thirteen ninety AM. Uh, uh, what was then called an adult contemporary station. Lots of, you know, uh, Barbara Streisand, Neil Sedaka, this kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and and so uh, I have been part, woven in and out of the radio scene and um, all this time uh-huh. and did fall in love with this person uh-huh. right here. And so I'm, I'm skipping over a bunch because I've done a lot of things. Okay. Moab was and never a place where you could have just one gig, was it ever? So I've done a lot of things with environmental ed through Kiney Lands Field Institute. I've been on the city council. I'm a counselor. All right. Um, so lots of things. But one of the sweetest things ever is when Moab coming out of the bust, kind of not quite yet into what we would call the present day boom of the amenities economy, a civic planner named David Olson was hired to help, uh, can I say, help create things like the Mill Creek Parkway, Hmm. and to think about the aesthetics of the community as well, which is something that Moab didn't really have going a whole lot in the bust into what we have today. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he had a feel for pieces that had whimsy and eventually there was just a little bit of money and he would say we need this over there at the rotary park he's one of the reasons why the Mm. wonderful free notes happened and so there was a little bit well i really should say a lot bit of a long time of many people kind of doing the groundwork to make it possible for something like an annually rotating sculpture program mm. to begin. Mm. And uh, before even that thought came to mind, Michael Ford Dunton had this idea when the bridge across Well, first, first of all. <laughs> okay, so you take we'll let, it now. We'll let Michael say hello. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, you asked about me. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's fine. Off. Okay. There you go. That's fine. Uh, so, so first of all, I, I, I came to Moab uh, 10 years after she had, and, and I came as a... Uh, you know, itinerant river guide, uh, like a lot of people do, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, fell in love with the area, fell in love with my wife, and decided to stay here, and gave up on being a river guide. And uh, here is where my art career actually started. I I I didn't study art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually dropped out, or I took a year off of school to go skiing, and then became a river guide, and never went back to school. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so through um, construction and and uh, 
working on movie sets when the film industry was happening really big here. Um, yeah, so my, my art career was born in Moab. Okay. And uh, so. So we were, you, were, you were just about to start talking about how the Art Trails program, if you could describe what that is and how it came to be. Well, uh, so as I started uh, moving into to sculpture full-time, uh, I started, I, I did uh, the show in Grand Junction, which is Art on the Corner, which is the first of its kind, and they are now nationwide. Um, these uh, temporary art programs where artists have their pieces, they're selected, they have their pieces for a year, and uh, oftentimes they're bought by the municipalities and they're for sale. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so I did that show, and I was able to meet and become good friends with Dave Davis, who, who started that. And um, that was in 2007. And since that time, I've done numerous ones in California and all around Colorado and Utah. And uh, as I've been doing these, we started thinking it'd be, well, be great to, have, to do that in Moab. And, uh, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, so we pretty much was, were following uh, Dave Davis's model and decided to bring it here. And what year was that? Uh, that was around 2015. Okay. Uh-huh. So the bridge is a beautiful part of how that came to be because before the actual the bridge idea what what the, bridge the uh, <laughs> wonderful pedestrian the riverway bike and pedestrian just in case bridge somebody was yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, you know crosses the river so if you've never been out there you really should people may not know that that was <laughs> not always there I was actually um, <laughs> I was actually out there today taking pictures of the sculptures mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. well so that happened it was like like Christy had said that and this is going back to David Olson when he was the uh, the planner here mm -hmm. and uh, when they designed the bridge they designed in on the on the piers that hold the bridge they designed in spots for art mm -hmm. and he had, he had contacted me when the bridge, bridge was being built and I came up with some ideas and some plans and and it just never really never really panned out at the time well, that's good vision for you. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I think almost uh, you know six years had passed, and um, I did one the first the first of that series of four. I just you know I make I, you know, I finish a piece and I make another one. You know that's what I do. So so I I had done this piece uh, thinking of entering it in whatever show around the country. Mm -hmm. And then I and when I was done with it, I was like, oh man, that's perfect for the bridge. Mm. And it's like way different from what my original designs were that that, that didn't mm. happen. So um, I decided uh, that well, I'm just going to make three more, and and then I'll have the finished product, and we'll we'll pitch it. And but it was also the same time that we were t talking about starting this program, so we kind of this would be a perfect mm. idea to start one of these programs. Mm -hmm. And what we wanted to do was what we not did not want to do was be in the position of asking for money. And when, when people are, so many people say, yeah, I like art, but you know, I'd like to have my street fix and all that. So, right. so we thought, well, let's, let's start it out differently. Let's, let's make it happen. And then people will see that they can't live without it mm -hmm. through it's, a gift. Yeah, through a gift, yeah. So, so I donated one of the pieces, and um, we we got support from a lot of other uh, patrons around who liked the idea because this is all about this is to start a whole public art program that populates the town with with sculpture. So private individuals and foundations stepped up and basically bought the pieces to give to mm -hmm. the community. And we had a, a wonderful installation November 16th, 2015 mm -hmm. in dusk, and it was a cool evening, but they're solar powered, you see. So, they're, so they light at night and, and then this sort of reception installation across that bridge. I don't know how many hundreds of people there were, but I know there was almost 10,000 pounds of people. Wow. Because you feel the bridge. that's oh, the oh, maximum yeah. <laughs> number of people on the bridge. And so we're all just packed in and boogieing and hooting. And oh, uh, I'll have to look. You know, I haven't been on over there at night. Well, you know, I've driven by mm -hmm. at night, but never walked across the bridge I, to see those lights. I'll, 
they're currently not what do functioning. What they do, shine up? Oh, they're not <laughs> functioning. <laughs> they're, okay. They're, I, just, I just drove by last week and oh. saw, so, uh, no, they, they just, they're, they're subtle lights just to, just to illuminate uh, the pieces. Oh, okay. But, but I think the batteries have, have reached their limit, so. Ooh. So, Soul uh, is good for nighttime they still, light out they there. They still you look don't want it. great for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They're great for the day. So, so we did that, and then two years later, we had our first uh, exhibition. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so, like, two, 17? 17 was, okay. the, was the first exhibition. It took us a couple years to get that going. But, but the, the placement of the, the pieces on the bridge was the opening salvo of, of, uh-huh. of Moab Art Trails. And... Um, then we had three really successful years growing every time getting a lot of more support from the community and the city itself and and then of course uh, the lost year the lost uh, plague year of covid uh, yeah we, we couldn't do it last year and now we're super happy to uh, to be going again to resume how, how do you pick the the artists f- that uh, as part of the program well in Early June of every year, we put out a national, in fact, international call. We just put it out there. Mm-hmm. You want to come to Moab for a weekend? <laughs> and this is the, uh, you know, amount that we have. We will, this year, for instance, purchase a piece up to $12,500. Uh, Val- valued at. It valued at. And, and we're going to put you in a nice place. And then we're going to have a reception because... You're wonderful. And so that's Uh basically how we do it for the call. And artists are now, by now, familiar about how this kind of goes with this rotating sculpture where their pieces, if they're selected by the um, also annually rotating volunteer selection committee comprised of uh, representatives through the community, merchants, People mm-hmm. that say, I don't know anything about art, but I do know what I like. And, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, we're trying to make sure that we have uh, just the community represented. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we have a nice okay. little gathering. And yeah, we like uh, to have we like to have a couple artists, professional artists and, and uh, city representatives, mm-hmm. business representatives and just average citizens. And, and staff on the mark. And, you okay. know, so that we've mm-hmm. got, uh, yeah, a good feel for what sturdy what it fits Moab, what fits Moab, you know? And it's a esoteric question. A lot mm-hmm. of people would have different opinions, you think, but I'm surprised after the few years that we've been doing this how people are pretty cohesive about what they think fits in Moab. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, don't you find? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's one of our criteria. So our criteria that we have for, for selection is, is uh, number one's... Uh, Artistic quality, artistic mm-hmm. excellence, other ones durability, mm-hmm. and um, and and fit for uh, because one of the different things about this show, which is making it pretty popular uh, for artists, is that we pretty much have a guaranteed buy. We, we're stating that we are buying a piece because we're trying to build our collection. Uh-huh. A lot of these other shows. They don't. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Guarantee so, so, the buy, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all the pieces are for sale, so anybody can come along off the street and see a piece, and that happens from time to time. But, um, yeah, there's very few that say we're, we're buying a piece. Where does that funding come from? Well, it comes from, uh, we get a large part from the city itself, mm-hmm. and uh, this year uh, that's being matched by the Travel Council, So that and we have uh, some other foundational support. And we do uh, sponsorships, uh, anybody, individuals, uh, businesses. Individual donors, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. there's still an awful lot of private support that goes into okay. it, but there is that sort of baseline public support. What's great about that is that the money that is the public money goes into the art that's going to go back to the community. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so we're, it's sort of just like this um, sweet little... Uh, yeah method of supplying art and a a permanent public collection um yeah i think it's great yeah Mm -hmm. for Hmm. the beauty of moab moab deserves it a beautiful bunch of people beautiful area deserves art so how many pieces are out there now on well most of them are gone now because we're uh, making way for the for the new um 
Oh, or do you mean do you mean permanent pieces? Uh, well, no. I guess I was well. I was talking about both. Uh -huh, I guess. Uh -huh. Just, I'm not sure the exact count of permanent pieces. That's another thing we're going to be doing here pretty soon is doing a full map of of all the uh, public collection, which will be separate from the from the exhibition. Uh, yeah, there's just a couple left that okay. still need to be picked up. I mean, last and then there was the the vandalism affair of last yeah, year. Yeah, I was going to ask you about yeah, that, but yeah. um, we, and we can come back to mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. But so, but on average, when they're all submitted, yeah, how, about how many will we have out? Well, uh, anywhere. Well, this year is thirteen. Thirteen. And okay. other years we've had uh, sixteen. Okay. So that 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 can somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, between 13 and 16 and you know as we grow uh you know it just it, it, the more money we can raise then the more the, the more we can have when you select the artists um do you put some weight in the decision making process to make sure that local both local totally and maybe people of different backgrounds oh yeah Mm -hmm. So that um, there's opportunities oh, for yeah, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, very to, much it's, so. It's open to everybody. And really what we, you know, it really, it's, it's a little less about choosing the artists as it is, the, as the, you know, when, when we vote, we're voting on the piece. But it is open. It is open to everybody. Mm -hmm. And we like to throw a little more weight towards the local thing because part of the supposition is mm -hmm. that uh, it's a creative economy. Sure. And that if we can curate and help support artists in the area and make sure that artists get paid, then that's awesome. And in fact, last year, uh, the purchased piece was Tim Mick. McAllister's oracular oracle, currently still, I do believe, mm -hmm. down in front of Pasta Jays on Center in Maine. And so oh, it was yeah, so yeah. cool. D during the pandemic, we mm. were uh, driving around, you know how it is, and you bump into people synchronicity-wise just right on time. We're there in a particular parking lot and uh, facing one way, and who comes in but the artist Mick. We had already made the selection. We knew he was going to be the one. In fact, did we have the check? We had the check in the car. Uh, no, 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 no. No? That would oh, been, we just uh, told him. That would have been I shouldn't great. have let that get in the way of a good story. Uh, oh, oh, you shouldn't have. But it was like this. So he comes up, and we were, we were going to be looking for him that day. And he comes up, and we look across the, you know, the parking space and said, guess what, man? How you doing? Oh, you know, he gives this wonderful uh, answer about, oh, it's such a beautiful day in Moab. And indeed, it was crackling blue sky. And he goes, it's well, a it's about to get better. <laughs> 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 and you should have seen his face because it was, gosh, was it um, almost turning into winter? Point is, you should have seen his face when he realized he sold some work mm. and we were going to slap some actual cash in this local self-supporting artist father of four in grand county well i hope he took you right into zach's right to the bar <laughs> celebrated it was worth it just to see his face you see uh anyway yay art hey let, let's go back to a uh, question mm -hmm. um the vandalism mm. um, mm -hmm. when you said that i, I remember mm -hmm. earlier was it i guess earlier this year or yeah. late last year i forget it was right but, around january yeah yeah um how frequent does that happen to any of the pieces that are out there on that um, level not that frequently not that frequently mm -hmm. it's it's uh you know it's it's of all the shows that I, you know, you hear about it from time to time. I've never had anything happen to any of the shows that I've okay. been in. Um, and I'm hoping that the law of averages, uh, that we that we just did a big yeah. down payment on the law of averages. <laughs> and, and Yeah, because uh, I, I had never heard of any yeah. damage in the well, past. it is an occupational hazard yeah. when you have public art. You it's, know? An, oh, it's, it's inherent true, risk. True, yeah. Right. But I look at how many successful shows uh like grand junctions has been going i think they're coming in their 36th year oh wow and and it's like i said it had spawned so many around that that i think if it was really 
it, it wouldn't be sustainable if if it was really high it high all frequency. The time, all the time, yeah. You know, yeah. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> so yeah. you know, one of the things, that, and we'll maybe we'll segue into um, my discussion I had with um, Nate Johansson, a, a Moabart Trails artist. Uh, yeah, past past Moabart Trails artist. Yeah. yeah. Um, when you see these sculptures that are out there, um, I personally did not really understand or, or know the intricacies and mm-hmm. how much work goes mm-hmm. into a sculpture. Mm-hmm. I mean, on some of them, hundreds and hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just surprised at the steps he showed me, we talked to me about the lost wax technique and mm-hmm. he'll describe some of that and what that is. Um, but I just thought that it now when I see the pieces, I think, mm. now I know why that thing oh. cost $10,000. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the one I'm, the piece of mine I'm putting in this year uh, has about 900 hours in it. So, I, you know, I went down a couple a couple of weeks ago to um, to to meet with Nate and uh, talk to him about the foundry, what they do there, and particularly how they co- uh, collaborate with the artists on their sculptures, and uh, and how he got started as mm-hmm. an artist. What we were just saying, mm-hmm. so we can roll that interview. Thank you, Richard. Welcome, Nate. Hi. It's good to be it's good to be here with you today. Well, it's good to be with you. So, um, as you know, today's show is going to be all about sculpture. So, tell me, tell me about your studio. What what kind of work that you you do here, and maybe some of the artists who, um, who we might know who, who you work with. So, here in Lehigh uh, Metal Arts Foundry, we are a full service foundry which means generally that we cast, uh, well, we both cast and fabricate art for any artist or any client. Uh, generally that is they make the art in a, often a clay model and then we reproduce that in bronze. That's generally the, what we do the most, but sometimes for um, different artists we do fabrication work. They'll bring in a design or a model, and we will build that, uh, fabricate that into a large permanent uh, sculpture for a public location. Okay, I was going to ask you that, uh, the relationship and, and how you work with the artist. And I was wondering if they, sometimes they'll just come in with a drawing and yeah. say, this is what I want. Yeah, sometimes it's just an idea, and it's not very fleshed out, and we can help them flesh that out. But either a drawing or an idea or sometimes a computer uh, program with an image that they've already worked on. And then we take that and run with it and work with them through all the steps in getting it fabricated. Hmm. That's interesting. What the, so when you're working with the artist on, on their uh, sculpture, you have a major role in, in that. Yes, that you're interpreting so. their vision, what what they're looking for. Yes. So tell, is that always a symbiotic relationship, or <laughs> have you created something <laughs> and they go, "Oh, that's not <laughs> what I wanted." <laughs> we hope that it's a very good relationship most of the time, uh, and often the pieces evolve slowly to where they can come and check on it, oh, or okay. through media we can send information to them pictures or uh, videos to update them on how things are going okay uh, some of them are local and they can come by at any time and, and continue to uh, supervise and see that sometimes the hard ones are when the artist brings a concept or an idea and then we try to interpret that concept or idea into uh, three-dimensional objects and that sometimes takes a little give and take with with the artist and oftentimes it works out very well uh, because we're working with reality and they are working with a concept in their mind we have to blend those two and often it works really well 
sometimes better than the artist maybe had thought. <laughs> right, and, and one of the questions I was going to ask you is, I, I was wondering if there are times when you work with an artist and you suggest a modification while it's in production and all of a sudden the artist says, oh, that's, that's better, I like that. Yes. Often the aesthetic decisions maybe don't always happen that way, mm -hmm. but the physical things, the, the parts that make it strong enough or durable enough, uh, outside, take care of the outside elements, uh, those are the su suggestions and decisions that we can help them through that does make it uh, uh, better for them, for sure better for them. Okay. Now your sculpt sculptures, I'm, I'm guessing they're both for indoor and outdoor. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Both. And wh what is the major part of your work? Is it outdoor sculpture or, or is it a mix? The volume of projects going through are mostly indoor, and they're quite, you know, they're a little bit smaller, gallery size, tabletop size, but more and more we're doing larger pieces that tend to go outside in public locations, and because they're larger, they take up more room uh, in our shop, uh, it seems like volume-wise they're, they're a big part of what we're doing. Uh, I, I think most of them are the smaller pieces still though yeah indoor how, how long have you been uh, uh, what, what do you call yourself an artist a fabricator what? yeah most of the people working here are artisans mm -hmm. artisans and mm -hmm. fabricators but mm -hmm. artisans okay. for sure everything that we do here uh, requires that artistic touch um, which an artisan would have mm -hmm. uh, trying to interpret how the artist may want to uh, to do this or reproducing his work as close to the original as we can get it mm -hmm. through artistic uh, artisan principles. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing this a long time. I started when a, as a young child uh, following my father around who was an artist mm -hmm. and watching him do these things and helping and of course he would ask for Cheap labor and <laughs> right, right. Hey, can you do this? Way. Hold this while I'm while I'm welding this. So before my memories even started, I remember doing these kind of things around my father, and then um, later, as I turned to it as a profession, that was over thirty years ago. Okay, so I've been doing it a long time. Wow, is is the, is there a, a material that you prefer to work with? Yes, uh, mostly bronze because it's so easily um, cast and uh, it's great to weld and great to move if you need it to be moved a little bit. Uh, it's malleable uh, and it's you know one of those um, metals that are uh, time tested. Mm -hmm. you know, gold, silver, and bronze is right up there. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, a noble material, mm -hmm. but. Steel is a real common material and great to work with for a lot of things. Uh, we do aluminum here and stainless steel and other metals. Okay. And some wood. Oh, you do? Yeah. A little bit of wood uh, intermixed with, and other materials, obviously, but uh, wood and other um, secondary materials that are mixed in with the, the metals at times. So do you get uh, any artists who come in or with their drawings that... There's wood and there's old tires and and other found items and Sometimes. they and they ask you yes. to help put that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that must be a challenge. Yeah, that is. Most of them are uh, a little more refined. Not that old tires can't be refined, but uh, a more of a refined idea that uh, works pretty good in a, a public setting that uh, is durable and. Um, strong. Tell me, what, what, what are some of the uh, pieces that you, as an artist, have created? So, in addition to working here as an employee, I do my own artwork uh, on the side. And I've done a number of um, 
uh, pieces that are suitable for public display, large enough to be seen on a, on a public level. And uh, I've had a few in the, the Moab Art Trail shows in the last couple of years and I've enjoyed participating there. Got a great program down there and I've enjoyed that. Uh, I have currently, I, I don't have a number in my head, but because these shows are always changing, mm -hmm. probably 10 pieces out right now in different shows. Okay. Several through Utah and then uh, uh, throughout the, uh, the West huh. in different uh, public shows. Often these shows are in a community that they invite artists to come participate. You bring your piece and you let them display it for a year. So it gets a little bit of public um, exposure mm -hmm. for a year, and then they trade that out with a new show, and uh, just keep re recycling uh, the shows with different uh, new projects. Huh? And that's been a great uh, program. And I, and I think kind that's like what, the, what they the, do in Moab. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're kind of getting started. They're fairly new in the this whole idea, mm -hmm. and they've been doing a great job so far. So that's that's what they have been doing. Where do your clients come from? The clients here at Metal Arts come from all over the, the United States, uh, but generally from the West here, uh, mostly from Utah, obviously, uh, but in surrounding states, uh, California. Uh, but we do have some artists and clients from back East. About how many projects a year does your shop produce? The smaller um, projects, like we referred to earlier, the tabletop gallery size pieces, hundreds. Oh. Bigger projects, the, the kind we're talking about that will go in a public setting, uh, we have got a number of those in the works right now. Uh, per year, probably six or eight. Hmm. And how many employees work here? We're around 20 right now. 20? Yes. Is, how would you describe the art scene in Utah? Um, again, like I said, the three fine art foundries all yeah. within in pretty much the same town. Yeah. Uh, do you see the art um, industry growing in Moab? Yes. In, in, I almost said Moab, but it, I think Moab it is a Moab. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In, in Utah, Utah, very robust art uh, scene, art community. Uh, and and growing uh, along with the state and the, the just the people coming. Yeah, uh, the art uh, community is is very strong uh, and diverse. We have uh, artists who are traditionalists, mm -hmm. following some of those uh, principles that you've seen uh, for hundreds of years, uh, European style tradition and that kind of thing. Uh, all the way to other artists who are doing things that are modern or non-traditional. Mm -hmm. So you have the thinker, Rodin's right. thinker, and <laughs> some very modern sculpture, huh? some right. Calder type, or yeah, maybe right next to it. So, and here in the foundry, we do those that wide gamut. We, from the traditional to the very modern, and conceptual art. Uh, Hmm. modern with uh, the concepts that they have as well. Huh. Okay. Well, what, what I'd like to do maybe if we can is just walk around yeah. uh, the shop a little bit and, and see what's going on. I hope it's not too noisy. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we can for sure. There's lots of neat projects. We've got a very big one going on out back that's stainless steel. And we, it goes clear to the ceiling right now, and it's the smallest element of the piece. Ooh. So it'll be fun for you guys to see that. Okay, let's do that. So after um, I talked with Nate in his conference room, uh, he then led us around the foundry uh, to, so we could see several pieces that were in various stages of construction. And we talked a little bit about um, the lost wax technique, which is used by foundries to create sculptures and bronze and other metals. So I asked him about about that. So here's more neat. Can you explain yeah. that to me, the, Real quickly. the lost wax process? It begins with the original the artist makes. It can be stone or uh, often it's modeling clay. Mm -hmm. So it can be any material. We make a rubber mold from that original. Take the rubber mold off. Put the mold back together and pour a wax duplicate inside the rubber mold. 
Take the rubber mold off and you have a wax duplicate of the original. Take that wax and there's different processes that we do to get the wax ready, but we put a ceramic coating around the wax. Turn that ceramic coating upside down, melt the wax away, and you have a cavity or a negative shape that the bronze will go into. And so now we have a bronze reproduction of the wax that was a reproduction of the original. So the bronze, hopefully, if you've done all your foundry work good, it's an accurate reproduction of the artist's original clay or whatever they worked in. It's a pretty involved process. Very, Lots of very steps. involved. It's an ancient process. It's been around for thousands of years, but you know, rudimentarily that old process was the same. But it's refined now to, with materials and uh, applications that it's still very involved and very uh, time. Takes a lot yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the work you do, you, it's not a 3D printer type no. of operation. You can't just put the plan yeah. in and out comes this, this massive sculpture. Yeah. Let's hope we don't get to that point, Deborah. <laughs> I think there'll still be a, a, a portion of fine art, even though if the printers get very, very sophisticated, there'll be still uh, a need for fine art. Uh, artists representation of what is real rather than realism right, right so a printer can maybe print off a bust of a person and have it look perfectly like them but the feel of that person has to be made by an artist i agree so if that, agree does that make 100%. sense oh absolutely <laughs> there will always be a, a spot for that oh, in our, of in our world so. the interpretation of what you see right, right. that's what the, the artist impression brings. of what that person is about and who right. they are and, right yeah yes so kind of a neat, neat way that it's still be done. You are listening to Art Talks on KZMU 90.1 and 106.7 on your FM dial. So that was the uh, my interview with, with Nate Johansson, who both of you know, and mm-hmm. he's been involved in the uh, Art Trails program. Mm-hmm. And I was just overwhelmed at all the stuff all, all, all the process that goes into making sculptures mm-hmm. and how detailed the whole thing is and a small tabletop sculpture can literally be hundreds of pieces oh yeah as i said on it on the interview it's almost like an erector set on some of these maybe you can tell me michael about some of the sculptures that, that the materials you work with, mm-hmm. can you relate to some of the discussion I just had with oh with, sure with yeah. Nate at different levels? Sure. Um, well, there's first of all, there's just people are there's as many methods and methodologies as there are ideas, uh, and a lot of people. Uh, I myself have you know develop techniques just based on trying to f- think of something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so primarily now, um, and I've gone through a lot of things earlier in my career, I was, did a lot of uh, different media, um, started out by doing plaster that I had learned to do on the, the movie set Geronimo. Um, and never done it before, and I lied to the guy and said that I had. Uh-huh. And, and uh, you know, and that and I came away from that experience about uh, eight weeks of, of d- making fake rocks and fake adobe and uh, came away with uh, a, biz- a bit a of trade. A, bi- a trade that uh, I started mm-hmm. stuccoing houses but with and I would start doing it sculpturally uh, so anyway you know and I and then then I kind of moved into stone and then I started getting into stone carving so primarily now oh and then I was just, you know as soon as I struck an arc with a, a welder, I was, you know, a sucker for, uh. for the fire. So uh, I primarily work with steel and stainless steel and, mm-hmm. and carved stone. And, uh, and, I, and I put elements of light in there too. So my process, and I have many different processes uh. to get this, the, the forms that I'm after. Um, and mine, a lot of mine are very kind of OCD and very, very 
parts extensive. Uh, you know, some of my pieces have, um, you know, 1,500, yeah. 2,000 individual pieces of steel that have welded together. And, um, so, um, yeah, so it's primarily a lot of um, cutting, welding, shaping and grinding. Um, you know, I'll do, I will do some of my forms where I, I make a, a, a substructure of steel and then cover the entire thing with, with weld bead, which is just weld over the entire thing, which is almost kind of like how clay is done. Mm -hmm. uh, you just pack on, pack on, pack on, and then take off. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll cover a whole super interior structure with, with molten metal and then grind it down to, uh, to shape and to, mm. to luster or texture. And, and where is your shop? Uh, in my home, Castle Valley. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Curse words will be heard, though. Mm. Mm. I, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From, gee, that was pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't come out like that. Oh, yeah. That, and, well, it's just the process is it's nasty. It's, na it's, it's, it's dirty. It's grimy. And, oh, it's uh, hard. It's, it's hard. Heavy. It's hard. And then, oh, and then it's and all you're, done. And, you're, and you're, you're, you're flayed by a thousand little failures every day, you know. Um, so T tell me about the piece um, over on the Mill Creek Parkway, uh, the one mm. that you did mm -hmm. for, for, for Tyler. For Tyler. For, yeah, tell me about that piece. Oh, uh, that was very it's special. Really, yeah, it is. Very special. Um, well, um, Wendy, um, Wendy Palmer contacted me um, about, you know, a little after, a year after she lost her husband, Tyler who I had met but didn't really know, and I knew Wendy a little bit, but um, she she just got got a hold of me say, uh, telling me that she wanted to, um, to, to make a memorial piece to him and that she wanted to donate it to the city. And um, so so we did that. I, um, I came up with, you know, I, I asked her a couple things, or I came up with a design, and, and then, you know, is there anything you want to kind of see in it? And and, um, and uh, she sent me a picture of uh, one of her pictures of him and and I think their son uh, um, Gunner in 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 a in a, a slot canyon with light coming through and, mm. and so that's kind of that's mm. kind of where where I uh, I can see that now yeah picturing it mm -hmm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. So the, the 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 glowing marble inside and uh, so anyway I just uh, and and I don't overthink it I can't generally it's often w when I do commissions which I do a lot of uh, it is kind of it's a it's an energetic exchange with the mm -hmm. person you're doing it with and a lot of times uh, the first thing I first thing that comes to my head is what I kind of end up with and that's how that was and, uh -huh. and that one was pretty complex and so I you know I had to do some drawing on it. a lot of times I'll go direct a lot I, mm -hmm. it's another thing of my process is really structurally demanding ones I'll I'll have to draw it out and and the other times I'll just do a quick on a napkin and and um just just let the piece dictate what I what I do and sometimes I don't and even do it And that's lighted, isn't it? Hmm? That's lighted. Yeah, it is light, yeah, light yeah. yeah. So um yeah, so um that yeah, was I've seen it at night yeah. over there you park if you're going to one of the yeah, yeah, and that bench is right solar. And the bench is, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the solar and, uh, panels are right there. Mm -hmm. I think with the memorial piece, if I can just say, there's really some, all, all art holds some sort of spirit or expresses some kind of thing. Uh, this one, I think, really does hold something special because of the spirit with which mm. you created it with Wendy and Tyler and mm -hmm. the family in mind and it was a very moving project, and I think it still holds some of that. Oh, it's yeah. got a lot of gravity. Well, that's going back to a little bit what Nathan was saying about, you know, um, how, how the artist has to touch it. Yeah. And, and, and I totally believe it's, it's, it's also all the emotion that, that, that was present. You know, it's like she came with Tyler's mother and sister on you know the anniversary of his death to to see the piece and it was just it was just so moving oh, okay. and and mm -hmm. and that and that goes into the piece it's a receptacle i mean i feel like everything every art piece is compared to a 3d printer is that to have life 
in any sculpture should have life. It's got to have blood. It's got to have tears. It's got to have <laughs> spit from screaming. It's got to have it all. Otherwise, it's not really. I agree. Th- and that's what, to me, makes for strong and good sculpture is that it's, and I look at my pieces as, as living, and, and to the, to the best of them, to me, are alive. With well, work. Well, it's an well, artwork, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I, I think I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let, let's shift gears just a tad in uh, our remaining time. Um, I've been talking to a number of people about the arts industry in Moab. There are so many different music festivals. We just had the Moab Music Festival. Um, the, the Folk Festival will be coming up. We, we just had a, a private event, Scots on the Rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, city will be hosting its new or not new, the Arts Festival, the Red Rock Festival. Mm-hmm. They changed it up a little bit mm-hmm. this year, so plain air, plain air festival, plain air event. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. What do you think we can do to maybe um, let people know more about the events and the activities, and how can we make that grow to support the artists who are who are living here in, in our community? Well, I just want to say I can remember when all of the things you just mentioned were a talk in somebody's front yard over a beer or something like this. It started in somebody's mind. Hey, you know what, Moab could really use? Oh, that would be so cool if we could get them. (laughs) And before Moab uh, Music Festival, for instance, happened, it would be like, uh, oh, some PTA family members that would help put together and house and in the... Uh, gymnasium of what used to be the middle school, they would have the Utah Symphony Orchestra come and play. And so there's always been this sort of uh, richly appreciative uh, artistic audience, I think, partly because we live in one of the greatest art galleries ever Mm. in the world, these carved loaves of beautiful cinnamon colored, oh my goodness. And so here we are, and how we have it today is the answer to the question you just posed uh, that everybody's been asking uh, 30, you know, 25, 20, 15 years. Everybody's always asking this question, Mm -hmm. how can we stabilize it? And I just want to say this is growth. Mm -hmm. We are having lots of people that are actually able to say, I am an artist and I live Mm -hmm. here. Formerly, people that said that uh, uh, lived in a cave, or you know, mm-hmm. there, there's um, no scene. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, no mm-hmm. music scene, not really. And now there is so much. Mm-hmm. So the way that that happened is with lots of community growth and sort of uh, feeding the soil first before mm-hmm. expecting mm-hmm. it to bloom. Now we're blooming. I think kind of the question is, how do we make it still very livable and sustainable and meaningful for people to be here instead of having it built on, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, the thing we've got to today? I think the garden is planted, and I think the way to, like your question was how to expand it and how to make it go is, like the show's doing, is recognize and support. Recognize the artist. Well, that, yeah, always, always. But, but yeah, but, you know, recognize that it is a vital part and it is a, a vital part of the economy now, as you're saying, mm-hmm. and it has grown so much. There is so much. I mean, it used to be, like, when I first came here, it was like, oh, there's so many talented artists in Mo, so many poor, talented artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but then you look at, you look at um, the uh, Moab Made and you look at mm-hmm. um, the Gallery Moab, the co- uh, cooperative, it's like... Those are those are sustaining now, and they're sustaining a yeah. lot. And and our program is when we see it and ourselves is, is is the more support we get, the more the word gets out. So I think to get the word out, th- people are coming in every year. All these things are growing. Our program's growing, and I think people will see that and slowly start to not see it as a place just to come cruise your jeeps and but it's right. also an art town i think i think it's happening and a it's contemplative place. so yeah i just say keep keep doing it and keep supporting recognize mm-hmm. 
what it is and support it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. The, also, uh, something happened, I think it was during the COVID years. <laughs> There's this sort of lost time. I can't remember if it was 2019, uh, 2020. You tell me. Uh, BC the, has become before yeah, COVID. The before That's times. Right. <laughs> a rap tax was passed. And yes, yes. eventually this is going to make a big, big difference. And so even when there was lockdown happening and people are like, uh, what about the budget? Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, a destabilizing time. And still Grand County, in fact, Moab City said, you know, it's going to be good. It's going to give us more well-rounded kids that have a greater understanding and can do better even in things like math because they can make creative jumps symbolically so who knows if the voters went there with it but they voted for the rap tax and so the um the programs the buildings that house them uh the initiatives that all uh you know grow through that can be really supported by this teeny little bit of money that indeed will come through the visitation, primarily through visitation, not local money. So uh, we're finding ways to not have to foot the total bill for everything, and that's awesome. Well, on that, I want to thank all my guests today, especially Christy. Thank you. uh, Who's here with her husband, Michael. And uh, and thank Nate Johansson, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate the lead you gave me to to go down Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. To, to his shop. Thank you for all you do on the Art Trails mm-hmm. program. It's, it's a pleasure. pleasure. It's absolutely wonderful. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So we're glad to be uh, we'll back at back. it. We'll, we'll have you back. Maybe oh gosh, you know what we need to do? Yeah, we have to talk oh, about that. We got to plug our thing because it's going to be it's going to be Saturday. <laughs> this you know, weekend. It's, it's this happening. very weekend where the new so, installation well, is happening. So like the last minute. It's but, okay. It's okay. <laughs> and I'm signed up for it. I wasn't thinking about it. Superb. It's a it's a quick elevator pitch. Well. In the morning, the installation will happen, and 13 new pieces will be installed, and then we're going to catch a breath, and at 3-ish, people are going to start to gather down at the Mark Corner. At 4 o'clock, we will embark on the art stroll. It is, uh, we are observing COVID precautions because times be weird, so we'll have it a little bit spaced, and we will have an artist-led walk and talk with musical accompaniment and stylings provided by DJ Sparkle Fists in order to keep our movements fluid. Excellent. And it's really cool it's really to get a first look at the art. It, and, and, and people can still sign up? They can, they no, can. Just show up. Just, just show, just show up. up. And 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 again, it is this Saturday. It is Saturday. this Saturday, beginning at 4 o'clock, 4 to, say, 6. There will be at, a little walk around, at, at see the, the new exhibit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the Mark, uh, Artists Walk and Talk. Mm-hmm. And it, this one is new. You'll get to Excellent. vote it's for Best in Show oh, okay. mm-hmm. at this event. We will have ballots. The Best in Show uh, winner will receive a $1,000 prize mm-hmm. that night. So, so it's cool. really a okay. really great opportunity. It's a one the one time opportunity of the year to um, actually hear the artists speak about their pieces. So you get to see them firsthand, uh-huh. and uh, the artists talk about the piece. And we'll answer questions. So it's okay. it's a really cool way to see it and see the whole thing. Good, good. Like I said, I want to thank you very much, <laughs> and um, and I want to thank Molly Marcello Thanks for producing lot, today's show. Yay. And remind everybody to join us on October 18th for another Art Talks here on KZMU.